What's up, squad? And welcome back to another episode of the Self Love Squad Sessions with me, Kelly. If you're new here, welcome, and I'm so glad you could join me here today. Like I said, my name is Kelly, and this is the podcast extension of my Instagram page, The Self Love Squad. That's at the underscore self underscore love underscore squad. And both platforms are a safe space for anyone on a self love journey. On this podcast, I share my musings as a fat, black, bisexual woman learning what it means to love herself. Now, as I am an adult, this is an adult podcast, and I will at times use adult language or cover more adult topics, so please use headphones if you're at work or around small children. And now, without further ado, let's just jump right into this week's episode. feeling so fresh and so clean i am well moisturized i am more hydrated i am just living my best big girl life right now i just finished playing some video games right like i'm just chilling i'm just chilling and i had a thought in the shower it came to me as the water was trickling down my cocoa brown skin you know and this is the thought that i wanted to share with you so if you're not new here then you would know that i moved here from here being texas from new york i lived in brooklyn for like three-ish years after college and um while i was there i definitely explored my options okay i was free i was adulting for the first time i didn't know how to act right like i was just living my best life and you know i'm not here to slut shame myself or anything like that i definitely made some mistakes learned some lessons embarrassed myself a couple times right like i was just going through the process of growing up as we all do but in doing so in doing so i had a lot of relationships and entanglements i love that word by the way that's like my new thing it's like no we're not together boo we're just entangled we're just entangled and unfortunately for you i have a good deep conditioner so we won't be tangled for very long but i digress so you know i had a couple entanglements and i say that because 99 percent of those people I got nothing but love for, for. You know, I see them following me on social media. They might like a post here. They might tell me, oh, I will listen to the new podcast or something. And if they hit me up, right, like it's all, it's all love, right? Like I'll say hi, whatever. But what you're not gonna do is pretend like whatever happened between us is either still happening or never happened right so like if you come up to me or they come up to me and they're like oh hey you know how you doing how's your family how's your dog how's your grandma how's your sister i heard she had coronavirus blah 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 blah. 
<clears throat> and they just keep it 100 like that's cool you can ask me how i'm doing you can catch up with me like that doesn't bother me what does fucking bother me is when they try to you know use the pet names we used to have like hey kel kel hey kels hey kelly bean hey brown sugar or whatever nickname they used to have for me because pet names are my kink bt dubs um <laughs> you know whatever little pet names they used to have while they were you know grabbing this ass whatever and they want to act like we didn't have a falling out or they didn't cheat on me because they couldn't keep the dick in their pants or this that and the other and i'm not saying that every situation ended because of somebody else like i take responsibility for my part in every situation and for the fallouts that were fully my fault i take ownership of that but for the ones that weren't you're not gonna come to me and use covid as an excuse to pretend that you didn't cheat on me or that you didn't do what you did whatever that is right like it just not it was just not gonna go there i, I don't have to pretend i sh- i don't i don't have to right and so <laughs> today i got a message from someone and they wanted to act like nothing happened i haven't talked to you in like 18 months sir don't step to me like i just talked to you last week that's what we're not gonna fucking do i just think people because america's handling covid so incorrectly and irresponsibly we have collectively because i don't feel this way but i think collectively we have decided that it's much easier to learn how to live with COVID than to actually do what it takes to get rid of it. And so people are finding new normals, which I hate that saying. It's in every fucking commercial, but it's true, right? And so how do you flirt when, you know, you can't go out to the club or you can't go on dates? How do you connect with people? Well, I'll tell you, it's a lot easier to reconnect with people you already have history with because it takes less work. It takes a lot less work. You already know their favorite color. You know I'm allergic to peanuts. You know my family's names. You know my likes, my dislikes. If they have social media and you're still friends with them on social media, you still know what's going on. Oh, I saw you got the new job. Oh, I saw you got that new car. Oh, I saw you moved. Oh, I saw you got a new dog, right? Like, it's a lot easier. You kind of know what makes them tick and what ticks them off. But I will not be the one. I will not be what you consider to be settling. So don't call me. Don't text me. Don't be all up on my cellular device asking for nudes, asking for... No, sir, ma'am, no, no. I'm not the one. I'm not the one. I am not the one. And you know what? I also am guilty as charged because at the beginning of COVID, I definitely try to emotionally hook up with two of my exes because i just was like i'm lonely we ain't gonna go nowhere you already know what i look like i already know what you look like i just get it popping but that is not emotionally healthy and um i don't recommend it okay so that's just my public service announcement stay out of my dms 
and get it together. So it's election night and I am feeling so many emotions right now. First and foremost, I think I am feeling what a lot of us are feeling in that I am feeling very anxious about the state of our country and the state of the world uh, pending on the outcome. Because I think it's going to be shit no matter what happens, but it's different flavors of shit. I can't believe I just said that, but... I'm also feeling very burnt out and my therapist was able to help me pinpoint that today as we celebrated our two years of working together and coming to terms with the fact that I am someone who has often felt so out of control in my life. And I don't mean out of control as in, like, batshit crazy and doing all this crazy shit and, like, taking drugs and this, that, and the other. I don't mean like that. I mean out of control as in not being in charge of what happens to me or the circumstances in which I live my life. And, um, that has led me to have a really hard time accepting that I'm burnt out right now because I want to always stay on top of things. I want to always be on top of things. I want to always be in control of things. And when I can't be, (laughs) I am more anxious, I think, than the average neurotypical person and neurohealthy person. And that's on top of normal amounts of anxiety so like double shot of anxiety right and so how this has manifested it's manifested in a couple ways but one of the ways that it has manifested is in the fact that I started this podcast because I always feel like I have a lot to say and I'll have these moments through my day where I just start this inner monologue, where I just start talking to myself as if I'm speaking to an audience. And I'll have these great epiphanies, I'll have these great thoughts, I'll have these great moments, and then 10 minutes later I'm like, damn, I wish I had recorded that, or I wish I had written that down, or you know, this, that, and the other, and I can't remember the amazing points that I had when I just rambled off. And so when I started this podcast, as you guys know, if you've been on this journey with me, because we're coming almost to a year, I started looking for the control. I started being very structured during the first couple episodes. I had like cue points and bullet points and I would do outlines and pick topics specifically to talk about. And then I kind of found my groove and really just started talking about whatever was on my heart the day that I decided to record and then I did you know a couple interviews talking to people about things and topics that mean a lot to me like art um, past relationships etc and then most recently after I took my little break a couple couple weeks ago or a couple months ago at this point I started 
taking the pressure off myself, right? Like, I started the first step to kind of realigning this podcast with my, my my first intention, if you will. And so I started just talking for 10 minutes a day for five days before the podcast goes live about whatever the fuck I want, right? And then last week, I hit a wall, one, because I hadn't really acknowledged that I was burnt out, but also because... Every time I had a good internal monologue, I didn't feel it was the right time to record. The house wasn't quiet enough, or I felt like I didn't have privacy, or this, that, and the other. Um, And so I wouldn't record. And then when the perfect time to record would show up, I either couldn't remember what I wanted to talk about, or, um, you know, I recorded in my car and I didn't have my notes, because I'd written some notes. I didn't have them with me, they weren't on my phone, etc., etc., Right, and so having this need for control essentially has backfired. So I'm feeling very burnt out from always trying so hard for everything that I do and a little disappointed in myself because I feel like these last six weeks to two months I've had a lot to say and I feel like I haven't fully shared that with you I haven't fully been able to express that to you because every time I have these great thoughts like I said I never feel like it's the right time to record so I'm making a pledge to be kinder to myself to be more open with myself and to record no matter where I am I think this podcast has really been a social experiment for myself. Like a social experiment, get it? Like S-O-U-L experiment. Because I am really just talking you through my life as it happens, right? I'm really just talking you through the lessons I learn as I learn them as a way for me to self-reflect and I'll be completely honest with those of you that do take the time every two weeks to listen to me first of all thank you thank you thank you thank you you will never know how much that means to me I don't make money from this um I'm not doing this for clout I'm not doing this for fame or to be an influencer this really is just for me to have a place to speak my mind in hopes that it heals me and maybe one other person but I want to vow to not only be kinder to myself, but to be less of a perfectionist in the way that I approach my whole life, and starting with this podcast. So, just know that that's going to happen, that there will be a lot more background noises, you might hear dog dog barks, you might hear hear cars go by, family members yelling in the background. If I have a good thought, I'm going to share. If I have a moment, like an aha moment, and I think that you guys need to hear it, or I think that I just want to record it, even if I never use it, that's just what it's going to be from now on. And I'm proud of myself for that. I truly am. I truly am proud of myself for realizing that 
and figuring out a way to do that. Now, about this election. I did my part. I voted. And I am doing the best I can in practicing self-care. I worked out today. I've been trying to drink a lot of water. In fact, let me take a sip right now. Take a sip with me. And I meditated this morning, prayed this morning, um, you know, lit my candles, trying to get my spirit in line. And all I can say is just be vigilant. Because at the end of the day, like literally at the end of the day, no matter what the outcome is, there's going to be hell. And if the Simpsons are correct, because I truly believe at this point that the um, that the Simpson, Simpsons creator is pretty much a time traveler and just made shows to help us predict the future. Like, that's pretty much where I'm at in my, in my conspiracy theories. I feel like Shane Dawson. Um, but... No matter what happens, there's going to be hell, right? Either side is going to be disappointed to lose. And um, we just need to be vigilant. We just need to pay attention, stay safe, emotionally safe, and of course, physically safe. I think be prepared for the worst, but pray for the best. And if you need to disconnect, that's fine. By the time this goes up, the election will have already happened, so... Um, just know this is where I was and how I was feeling emotionally, mentally, and spiritually the night of. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I think like a lot of us, I'm just tired and I want this to end, but I also don't just want it to end right like i want it to end as well as possible considering that it's shit either way and um 2020 has been the craziest year of my life in the last since like 11 years right since my mom died and um i I'm finding it hard to be grateful. I try to find gratitude in all things. And so I'm finding it very hard to be grateful for this year because of all the people that have died due to the mistreatment of COVID um, by America and by the world, but specifically by this country. And I'm also finding it hard to feel gratitude in the fact that more than a third of this country is unemployed now. And that, as always, the ruling class or the owning class are not showing any sympathy. Jobs are now even harder to find, right? And they can ask for higher requirements with lower pay because they know so many people need jobs. And landlords can still ask for rent. They can raise rent knowing that if you get it legally evicted, it'll make it harder for you to rent. So then cities like New York City 
where most of the population is of color and most of the people are renters, it'll be easier for them to drive those people of color out of their communities by properly evicting people because, once again, one third of the country doesn't fucking have jobs. And <laughs> it's also hard to find gratitude when the plans that I had for myself could not come into fruition due to outside and external and internal obstacles due to the stress of this year. Also, what the fuck happened to the murder hornets? Did they just like disappear? Just side note. Anyway, but yeah, so that's just where I am tonight. That's just where I'm feeling tonight. I'm just trying to be kind to myself, offer grace to myself. Um, I've been working out every other day, but I think I may do some yoga tomorrow anyway, just because I think my body and my heart will need it. And yeah, I will talk to you guys later and be kind tonight. Like I said, by the time you hear this, this will be election day will have come and gone. But if you're going through a rough spot still, by the time this goes up on Sunday, then I just pray you be kind to yourself, friend, because we all we all deserve some grace at this point. So, it is Wednesday, right? It is officially the day after election day. And I feel like my emotions are all over the place. So throughout the day, I wrote some notes and I'm just going to share them with you guys. So the first thing I want to talk about is what I talked about on my Instagram stories. By the way, if you're not following me, you need to be. And that is the idea that about 55% of white women, I'm sorry, of white people in general voted for Trump this year in comparison to 52% in 2016. I believe that number is even higher for white women specifically. I think it's like 55 last year, 57 this year, something like that rough numbers but the point is regardless of the exact percentages is that more white people supported Trump this year and voted for him this year than his first election after everything he's done everything he said the mishandling of coronavirus the lies the racism the sexism the homophobia the xenophobia the everything right more white people supported him. And that's not even what shocked me. What shocked me was the fact that, especially in the last 18 months, I would say, the verbal and physical outcries of disdain for him have grown from people who voted for him before and are openly admitting they made a mistake to people who never supported him and now hate him even more. So those things don't add up, 
right? If more people are saying they dislike or disapprove of the president, yet more people in total are voting for him previously, then that means that people are lying. And we all know the saying, men lie, women lie, but the numbers don't lie. And that moment, like when I had that epiphany, it really broke me because I just was sitting there in my bathroom this morning and I literally was like, holy shit, there's like a one out of five chance that a white person that I know, especially a white woman that I know who has verbalized their support of, um, you know, Black Lives Matter, equality of LGBTQ plus communities, minorities in general, women's rights in general, like verbally supported that, went around and voted for Trump basically behind everyone's back. And that hurts. I feel as though my root chakra is really just fucked up right now because the root chakra is about safety, right? It's, if you don't know about the chakras, the root chakra is at the very bottom of your pelvis. It literally roots you like a tree root and it goes all the way down to your feet. And the mantra that is associated with the root chakra is I am safe and I don't feel safe I don't feel seen I don't feel heard I don't feel that I can fully express myself I don't feel that I can fully create what I want to create without possible backlash I don't fully feel that I can exist anywhere on this planet and fully be heard and to know that people that I've confided in or that I currently confide in could possibly be voting to undermine the little bit of safety I do have while pretending they care and being a shoulder that I cry on so that is something I've really been grieving today another thing that is on my mind is how close this election is. It should not be this close. And I'm praying to God and every God that exists that Biden wins, but it it shouldn't be, the numbers should not be this neck and neck. That just goes to show how deeply rooted this country is in racism, in gender inequality, in homophobia, in colorism, in fascism, in Nazi ideology, in white supremacy, and that we can't even act like racism or white supremacy is a cancerous tumor in America that we can just cut out. No, it is a part of our DNA. There is no way to keep America as it is and still, I mean, to to keep America as it is and remove this poison because it is a part of the very core, the very essence, the very being 
of this country. And knowing how much colorism and racism are reflected in other countries due to colonialism, I, as a Black American, do not feel that there is any place on this planet where I'm truly safe. And that fucking sucks. That fucking sucks. It fucking sucks. It fucking sucks. Did I mention that it fucking sucks? Because it does. Right? So that's been weighing heavy on my heart. (sighs) Another thing that's been not really weighing on my heart, but just a little bit of of news, I guess, or another epiphany, a thing that I have been thinking about today. So yesterday, after I recorded um, the episode, the part of the episode that I did yesterday, I had um, a therapy session, and I was talking to my therapist how the last like week, week and a half, I've been having these really vivid really interrupting dreams so much so that I've been like waking up 12 times a night and barely getting any like good quality sleep even though I'm sleeping for a long time you know like I'm sleeping for nine hours or ten hours but like I'm still waking up exhausted and um the dreams are so vivid that I'm remembering them so one of the dreams I had I was still in high school, but I was specifically in my first high school. So I ended up going to three high schools. One school was private school. I went there from kindergarten to ninth grade. Then I dropped out and then I went to an arts magnet school for 10th and 11th. And then my mom died and I ended up going to just regular neighborhood public school and graduated there. So been to three high schools. So my first high school in this, in this dream, I had graduated from high school, from my regular neighborhood public school, and gotten my college diploma. So I had my bachelor's, and I had my high school diploma, and yet, I was somehow able to time travel to go back to school. So it'd be like 15 or 16, but still with my diploma, like still having the credentials, like the legal credentials so that I could have the social life I missed. And then the teachers were trying to kick me out because they were like, you're not coming to class and you're not doing your work. And I was like, I don't actually care about that. This isn't my dream. I was like, I don't actually care about that because I already have my diploma and I already have my bachelor's degree. Like, I'm just here to party and turn up and make out with boys in the staircase. And... Then I woke up from that. Oh, and I also gave birth to a head of um, romaine lettuce, and it wilted. That was really sad. Um, that was weird, but that was the first dream. Then the second dream, <clears throat> I was in middle school, so same school. I was in middle school, and um, at the private school I went to, we had this thing called mini-mester. So for the middle schoolers... The week before many, the week before spring break, the whole school, you'd, the whole middle school, you'd stop having classes, and you could sign up to do like a special week long activity, and then you'd go and you have spring break, so like a mini semester, mini semester, and I've, um, 
I got to do like a lot of really fun trips through that program. I did one week where we learned about like music production and we got to go see the BET offices in DC. And then one year I went to um, Chesapeake Bay and learned about the ecosystem there. Another year I went to Key West and got to learn about marine biology there. That was back when I wanted to be a marine biologist. And then another year I um, learned about like Greek mythology and Greek culture and stuff like that. It's really, really cool. Anyway, so in this dream, it was during mini master and I <laughs> was supposed to go to Paris which I've never been, by the way, I've never been to Paris. I was supposed to go to Paris, but yet every time it was time to catch my flight, I was unprepared or something happened. Like the one time I got to the airport, I didn't have my passport. The other time I went, I got to the airport, didn't have my luggage. One time I was on the plane, something was wrong with the plane, they had to turn around. Another time I got all the way to the Paris airport, something was wrong with my papers, customs wouldn't let me through and I had to turn around and go right back to JFK. So that was weird. Then I had one more dream. Oh yeah, then Monday night I had another dream where I was with my family, so my sister, my mom, and my stepdad, and we were at Disney World in Orlando and we were trying to get across the lake to get to Cinderella's castle and we were supposed to catch this ferry and every time we went to go catch the ferry something happened either like I had to go to the bathroom so I missed it or my mother because she was on oxygen like I had to go get her an oxygen tank so we missed the ferry or like my dad lost the tickets we couldn't get on the ferry just like very unresolved business basically is what I think these dreams are speaking to and so I told my therapist that and I was like, you know, I really didn't think I was anxious about the election, but now like seeing my dreams and everything, I really think that it's like my subconscious is trying to process the anxiety and the fear without letting me, without letting it interrupt, you know, my everyday. And she basically was like, I think you're burnt out. She was like, I think you're burnt out. I think you're physically, mentally, and emotionally burnt out and she was like I think your dreams are telling you that you have some parts of you that you need to heal but you cannot heal them if you can't even get through your everyday like things that you need to do if you can't get through your everyday how are you supposed to take time and take the room emotionally to heal so I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do I can't go on vacation because there's coronavirus it's not safe to go hiking by myself or like a road trip by myself my best friends don't live in texas anymore because they abandoned me it's cool it's whatever (laughs) no they just moved away at the same fucking time and i am in this weird space emotionally and spiritually where i feel like i can tell that there's a block right you know they say ignorance is bliss like you could have a block spiritually or mentally but if you don't know that you have a block it's not really hindering you because you don't know that you could be better right you don't know that there's better to be had or better to be done but when you acknowledge the block and when the block or whatever is hindering you starts to reveal itself that's when it becomes a problem 
because then you see on the other side right like you see what you could be or who you could be or what you could be doing um and if you can't fully acknowledge like like you you see the block but you don't know what it is if that makes sense like i don't know what's wrong i don't know what is unfinished but i know that something is there then I feel like you're just worse off than you were before because at least before I was ignorantly blessed. Now I know something's wrong. I know there's a part of me that needs to be healed. I know there's some shadow work that needs to be done, but I have no idea what it is. I cannot pinpoint what it is. If I can't pinpoint what the fuck it is, then how the fuck do I fix it? Right? Like, how do I make it better if I don't know what it is? So that's just where the fuck I'm at. Also, lastly, I saw a meme, an Among Us meme, because those are like my favorite memes. I just love calling everybody sus now. I'm like, yeah, she's sus. I saw her vented, and my grandma's like, the fuck? Love Among Us memes. But I saw an Among Us meme that basically was like, Among Us has taught us that, um... What is it that oh that jury trials are ineffective or don't work something like that and I was like yo they don't think of how many times if you play among us you've been a crewmate and you've been voted out for the dumbest shit and herd mentality kicks in like a bitch and next thing you know your little character is floating through space floating through the space-time continuum and then it'll be like oh kelly bean was not an imposter no shit bitch just because my game lagged for four seconds orange thinks i'm sus and today i was playing actually right before i got on here to record i was playing online and someone was like i think it's pink and i normally play as pink so it's like i think it's pink and i was like oh why and they were like because this number plus this number equals seven. The fuck does that mean? And literally everyone voted me out. What the fuck does that mean? What the actual fuck does that mean? Or in a more realistic context, when the game before that one, because that one pissed me off, I just left. I just said, fuck them. But the game before that, I was, I forgot which map it was, but we were running left. It's the one where the cafeteria is like in the middle with the round tables, you know what I'm talking about? And like med bay is to the left and weapons is to the upper right, that one, you know? Um, and I was running left and I just happened to pass the med bay and I was going down into upper engine because I had a task there because I was a crewmate and someone ran like behind i saw someone was running behind me purple was running behind me and we ended up going down through engine to security together and that's where we ended up when someone called the body and someone was like pink and purple fled this like fled the scene they fled from the body and i'm like i just was running this way i didn't even know there was a body and i got voted off how many times are black people just in the wrong place at the wrong time? Or people of color just in the wrong place at the wrong time and they get accused of something and there's no 
rhyme or reason. There's no evidence. It's just one person of influence, normally a white person, says they were there. And everyone believes them. So, I think the game choices we've been playing in quarantine as, as a whole, as a community, I, uh, I think they're a little bit deeper than, than we give them credit for. So I am cuddled up in bed right now with my Namjoon pillow. Just thinking about the craziness that I have seen in the last 24 hours. First and foremost, did anybody see Trump's spiritual advisor popping off? in her prayer today because that was the highlight of my whole entire life and her calling on the angels of Africa and the angels of Latin America when the administration doesn't want actual actual African people and actual Latin American Hispanic people to come into this country they can call the angels but they can't let the, the actual people in that is actually now a joke <laughs> a running joke in my household whenever we need something we call on the uh, the angels of Africa <laughs> my grandmother almost fell out of her chair laughing when I showed her that video so if you haven't seen that please go look it up Then I saw that Pastor Carl Lentz of Hillsong um, East Coast, he was fired by Hillsong. And um, if you don't know, I used to attend Hillsong when I lived in New York City. And I have a lot of people on the inside saying that they saw it coming because he was unfaithful to his wife. And there's, you know, other allegations that I'm not going to say just for legal reasons because their hearsay but it seems that some people from the inside of the organization um i'm not talking about like preachers or anyone on payroll just like volunteers and things like that seem to think that this was a long time coming but a couple of people that i've spoken to seem to think that this is weirdly timed when pastor carl has been the most outspoken pastor um the hillsong's ever had in terms of sticking up for racial equality now apparently in 2017 he made an insensitive comment about gay marriage but i don't have proof of that and i didn't personally hear that myself um but i do know for sure that he even when i was living in new york and attending his sermons he did out you know outrightly speak up against racism and against trump and so um, with the history that the Hillsong organization has had in terms of supporting more conservative views, um, I remember growing up not liking Hillsong because I heard that they supported conversion therapy. I don't know if that's true, but that was like something I knew, you know, I had heard growing up. So it wouldn't surprise me if the timing is suspicious. But that's something that I learned in the last 24 hours. And then, of course, we have the whole 
voting situation, waiting for ballots to be counted, and I just finished playing a video game. This is all connected, by the way. I just finished playing a video game. I've been kind of liking a video game book club, which will be a whole separate episode. Um, but I've been kind of like in a video club book club where we, it's me and one person, and we play through um, video games on the Switch together. So we just finished a game called Jenny LeClue, because it was on sale, I paid 50 cents for it, on the Switch. And first of all, it's a great game, I definitely recommend it. Um, it can be a little scary if you're not into like murder mysteries and things like that. Um, but the ending by the way this is a spoiler alert so if you do plan on playing it and you don't want a spoiler alert i suggest you skip like a minute okay so i'm assuming you skipped so so, um basically the ending is a cliffhanger and no matter what option you pick it's the same ending right it's a cliffhanger to be continued and i was so mad like so absolutely pissed off because I felt so emotionally invested in the storyline and I wanted to know you know if so-and-so was still alive or what was going on like I wanted to know the truth right and it got me thinking about the dreams I've been having you guys know I talked about it yesterday um so the segment right before this about the kind of anxiety unfinished business childhood trauma dreams i've been having well yesterday i had another one and i really feel like i need to journal these down and like keep track of them and kind of work through them but yesterday i had one Oh, there's fireworks. Holy shit. There's fireworks. I'm gonna keep recording. There's... I think... I hope they're not gunshots. There's... Fireworks happening. I guess people are prematurely... Celebrating the presidential election. It's a Thursday in November. okay this is what i was talking about about just recording through the bullshit because normally i would just scrap this and then edit it but nah this is real life this is real fucking life um yeah so someone outside is um shooting fireworks and um that's fucking crazy I'm kind of hoping it's fireworks and like not gunshots because like a bitch I did not leave Brooklyn to come to Texas and get shot okay like that's not cute at least if you get shot in Brooklyn you can be like oh my god I died in New York like at least it's cute <sighs> but I'm too cute to die in Texas so anyway what was I saying before I was rudely interrupted oh yes so um anyway so like I said I've been having these dreams and yesterday I had another one so what it was was I was back in my elementary school so same private school from the previous dreams but this time I was a teacher's aide in a first grade classroom and what's weird is that 
the teachers were the exact same teachers I had in first grade. He can't remember their names, but one of them was black and one of them was white. And so it was like the exact same teachers I had. And um, I was a teacher's aide. And then the other teacher's aide, this is the weird part, the other teacher's aide switched between a YouTuber that I kind of follow like loosely follow and someone I went to co- to community college with they kind of look alike they're like bigger black men they have similar like voices they, they kind of look alike so it's switched between the two of them and I worked through like helping the kids and nap time and and organizing stuff and it, it was pretty chill and then it seemed like I really was just kind of talking the day away with my co-teacher helper and like navigating um like my responsibilities as a teacher's assistant and then a girl from my grade like from that school like a real person once again it switched between two girls that were best friends but they were in my dream they were supposed to be like the same person if that makes sense but it switched between two people two real people and they came to talk to me while the kids were at recess because she just got fired because apparently at the end of every school year the teacher's assistants had to be reevaluated and she didn't make it like she didn't pass the evaluation and she didn't pass the evaluation because she had failed some kind of exam and she had told them when she applied for the job that she had failed the exam and they had told her that because they found out like after they already had hired her that they would just reevaluate at the end of the school year and she'd make it and I was like oh that sucks I guess I don't know right like I don't know what the hell's going on and then (laughs) um this is the weird part if it as if that's not weird the weirdest part was then I was in the classroom and there was another YouTuber who's friends with the black guy I was telling you about. And um, he and I were supposed to be dating or like going on a date or like I was supposed to go to his house for like a dick appointment or something. I don't know. I kind of have a crush on him though, so that makes sense. But um it basically was just like he um was like trying to play me like one minute when no one was there he'd be like hey boo like what's up and then when people came around he tried to act like he wasn't fucking with me and then the girl that got fired was trying to flirt with him and he was all up on her and then when she left he was like hey boo and I was like bitch don't play me but it's weird because I had a dream about him like six months ago where he lived on the top of this hill and we were talking and then for some reason every time we tried to talk it like didn't work out or like i'd pass his house and the house would be empty like vacant like no one lived there and then i'd leave and like he'd be home so it's weird to me that he was in this dream and i'm just really starting to think that you know i've been 
consistently in therapy for two years and 2020 i've really been on a spiritual journey more so than previously like i've really been taking my meditation seriously working on my intuition working on connecting with the universe connecting with god healing my trauma and i'm really wondering if these dreams one are anxiety about kind of my future and um you know the election and everything like that but also if because i've been in therapy consistently for so long if maybe my body is starting to or my mind is starting to um like show me the blocks like i talked about yesterday and bring them forward in ways that's easy for me to work through and i do believe in dreams i do believe in dream interpretation so i think that my subconscious knows like if it's a vivid enough dream like kelly will remember it because i remember dreams from when i was a kid like i have had dreams that i remember and so um yeah i feel like my subconscious is trying to tell me something but even so the reason that i wanted to bring all of this together is i've learned something over the last couple months and it really just came full circle today and that is control is such a fickle thing because the more you pursue it the further you get from it yet the less you pursue it the more that you have and i think you know seeing how people are trying to control our country and control what's going on politically and seeing how over the years and the decades and the centuries of control and how it's starting to unravel how it's starting to dissipate and maybe they thought they had the control but the truth is they didn't on conversely those of us who have been working on inner peace who have been working on self and soul and treating people with kindness we are the ones that are stable we are the ones that are finding control in our lives we are the ones that are finding peace and for me personally that means so much because with eating disorders and um just my personal relationship with with control problems as i spoke about before on this podcast i've often felt like I didn't have a lot of control in my life. I have often felt that things were happening to me, not for me, or not, um, you know, through me, but just to me. And the more that I think about it, the more that I was chasing that control of my life, of my eating, of my body, the less control I had. Like, the more I was strict with my food, the more actually out of control I was with eating, the more I tried to control my outside extenuating circumstances, the more out of control my life got. Yet now, the more freedom I've given myself with food, the more actually in control of my food and my eating and my body I am, and um, the less control I have tried to take on my outside world, I feel like more control I've actually gotten and so I am still processing my burnout still processing what that means what that looks like to heal because 
the planner in me wants to make a plan to heal the burnout but i feel like that's counterproductive i feel like i'm burnt out because i'm always planning i'm always pushing i'm always striving for something so i don't know i feel like maybe this weekend i can literally just take a mini interpersonal vacation in my room and uh, maybe practice some self-care do some yoga take a hot shower give myself a face mask again or something but i don't know i just i really think the universe is trying to tell me something and a bitch is finna listen like i am listening i got one ear to the shit like what you say god So that's it for this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. As always, you can catch up with me after the episode at the Self Love Squad on IG. That's at the underscore self underscore love underscore squad. And I will talk to you next time. Bye.